0: Can you hear me? I can hear you. Sweet. We're live. <laughs> live. Well, we're not live, but we're, we're recording.
1: Right. Totally.
0: Yeah. Is it raining yet?
1: Can you hear it banging in the background?
0: Is that hail?
1: No, it's just I'm out on the deck. Oh, no, I was watching the radar. Oh, yeah, I'm out on the deck just watching the... Lightning. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, to everybody that has been asking Ben and I uh for a podcast, here it is.
1: Yeah, on the phone. <laughs> on, on
0: the, the phone. phone. Ben, and inside. I'm out on the
1: deck. Yep. I'm sitting in my this jugs and a bug or bugs in a jug. <laughs> <laughs> I'm collecting right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> bugs. Yes.
0: Uh I'm sitting in my pickup that has Probably two inches of water in it from the monsoon we got this afternoon. So I left my windows down. Um, yeah, man, dude. Oh, the wind's starting to pick up. Yeah, I hear that. So, anyway, this is going to be like a filler cast, um, it's not going to be the sit down with in front of the microphones. With a planned anything, it's going to be just hey, this is a we're still alive, um, and it's full year season, and most of everyone's crops are in the ground. Ben, you're trying to get Milo in the ground, but you are actually fighting.
1: Too it's, much too water. Wet. it's too much. It's too rain. Keeps raining.
0: Yes. So, so. the uh, the switch is flipped, and Ben is. Uh, too wet and it's really odd it's really odd and a lot of the other countries burning up so i got i posted uh on my instagram about the rain we got this afternoon and i probably got ele- i think i got just got the 11th message about please send some our way and uh it's from missouri nebraska iowa uh, illinois minnesota wisconsin so, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Ben, update us on life or farming or non-farming.
1: Uh, update on what? Farming,
0: life, non, not life. <coughs> update everyone.
1: Oh. It keeps raining. Uh, I've got all the kids right now, so it's kind of like jungling through, or running through the house trying to find a room since the wind picked up outside. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that there's not kids in that's right yeah. so everybody that's a parent knows what i'm talking about yeah so uh, hide. um yeah lots of questions lots of things going on same crap in our world logistics freight tends to continue to be an issue yes um we almost did not die that seems to be the story of our lives anymore yeah lots of almost deads um
0: we, ha- we have one truck driver that works for Estes, not Estes, cross-country, cross-country freight. Uh, he's a ginger. He's a short little guy. He should be delivering beer. I told him that today. I'm like, dude, you look like a guy that should be running a beer delivery truck because you massive beard and just a short, stocky guy. It seems like every guy that I see stocking a cooler at a gas station is um, – has that build but anyway oh man this guy this guy his his grandpa had a farm so he loves the idea of singular and he gets to move product and this and that i tried i offered i told him i said what would it take to hire you full time and he told me and i was like "Mm -hmm. i'm gonna call you in a couple months (laughs) (laughs) anyway he's good he's really good i have no idea what his name is but he knows who i am so but i'm awful with names that's all right um i don't think he's actually ever told me his name but uh foliar dude um i want one thing i want to cover is talk about earlier this i think was it this evening you were talking about adaptability adaptability (laughs) but availability of nutrition um and
1: i can't remember oh, oh yeah yeah i remember that i was asking you that earlier and you were like i don't know what you're talking about yeah it was the five gallon bucket and a cup analogy we were talking about right Right? That's the one we're talking? Yeah. Phosphorus? Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we got the new we 945. Have, we got
0: somebody that we have, we have a couple of guys uh, trying to figure out 94515, which is our foliar fertilizer uh, for beans and corn. For those that don't know, that's the, our go to right now. Working on a couple other things, but that's the main one.
1: Anyway, your analogy. Yeah. That was our, <laughs> that's our main one right now. Um, Yeah, so FOSS availability versus FOSS application. You know, a lot of questions of how much does this compare to. You know, I don't go by that reason-wise because there's so many variables. Guys that understand this would totally agree, but there's so many variables between preseason applications to foliar applications to type of product to method of application and down to the timing ph all these other factors that come into play so there's really no way to gauge that Mm -hmm. the thing i like to like i told josh this morning is uh you know phosphorus let's use like a five gallon bucket of water that's your 1152 1034 applications of strip tow rigs or pre-season or even in the planter compared to foliar application using the 945s or a high availability phosphorus that's going through the plant so walls. So if I take this giant five gallon bucket that's cheap to produ- cheap to produce and apply I'm just going to dump that on the ground just slosh it out on the ground you got however many seconds to lap that crap up before it soaks in That's all you get That's essentially how phosphorus and in uh, mass applications tends to work versus foliar is i'm going to hand you a coffee cup of clean water and here you go you get that and that's a lot of you know a big difference you're going to probably get more out of the coffee cup because you have the time to get it and it's contained in a way that is available so and putting your hand via put on the leaf so same kind of idea but that's why i don't use comparables because i can tell you whatever you want to hear yeah two pounds of a 945 is comparable 200 pounds fos you know, you want to hear, you know, I can tell you that. But in all reality, that's kind of the way to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so we're we're running two pounds, on average, two pounds per pass of foliar. We've pass. got uh, Joe's running it in furrow on beans with humic. Um, yeah. we got a lot of guys that are – the excitement for humic goes even is, – is growing more and more um, – so it's it's fun. It's fun. Uh anything on the humic side?
1: Yeah, we keep <laughs> we keep getting the question, what is humic? Yes yeah, we do. <laughs> no um, not rips. Humic is its own cat and it's it's its own thing, really. But at the same time, it's the closest thing we can get to applying organic matter. It works a lot the same. Almost half your organic matter is humic acid. So that's the idea. Most people understand organic matter, at least a fair amount. If you don't, you need to do some research. Um, everybody knows that's good. But what it exactly does for you, nobody really, nobody, I guess, pays a ton of attention. But uh, if you figure those out, they correlate pretty closely together. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, forms of humic acid. You know, we've been releasing some videos and some content and more to come, but, um, you know, we got all these different forms that we can get, all these different availabilities, concentrations, all these other deals, but humic in itself, um, the closest thing that I can compare it to is actually organic matter, um, is very, very effective in what we use it for. So, that's always we see the results we do, and that's why guys like it and why they keep coming back and... That's why I've been using it for so long too. It is by far the biggest staple. Yeah, Um,
0: I mean the biggest one that sticks out to me is well, it's it's buffing salt and and strip till or strip till starter fertilizers, uh, manure applications because salt salt is bad. Salt kills. You got. I mean, you got to have some salt, but rarely. We talked about this on a previous podcasts. Rarely does does someone need to add salt. Um, you know,
1: so it's, the it's chloride factor. It's pretty minimal. Most plant or most forms of fertility carry something in it. Yeah, um, it's something we can't get away from. So it's not something we want to continuously add. But right. Um. Yeah, and. You know, to the point. Well, we'll cover that in a minute. Humic. What else you want to talk about on humic?
0: Um, that was that was the main one. Um, let's see. We covered nine
1: forty-five. We covered humic uh, fulvic acid. I guess, humic. Another thing to kind of point out: we are coming out with a fall order system, so um, watch out for that to drop. We have yep. absolute piles. Of orders already coming you know kind of being talked about so uh keep that in mind when we get that ready to drop we're going to try to try to uh do the best we can with what we got but we we do know that we will be pushing the plant near capacity to be able to supply what we've already got on the books so yeah that's it's just a timing thing so it's not necessarily a thing that like oh i can't get it we can get it. We just may have to work around some timing a little bit. So, yeah.
0: But so if, if you want to help yourself out, let us know ahead of time. Like, And this is something that we have been uh, irritated with a little bit this spring. And we are guilty. I mean, very few farmers are progressive enough to know what they want ahead of time. It's like, oh, hey, it's about time to spray corn. Let's go ahead and pick up our corn herbicide. You know, or, you know, it's time to plant. I need to put fertilizer on. I haven't done that
1: yet. Well, I think it's the same as what we run into. (laughs) Yeah. You think you're going to do something and then it ends up being way more or, what you know, way different and all crap. And then you're trying to get it in. But, you know, guys that are doing humic now and understand it and want to run it, you know, be. And there's going to be, you know, some financial incentive to do it early. Um, And. We'll work out the details and bring that out when it's ready to come out. But uh, just some things to watch for, you know, especially when timing is an issue. We're going to have to really, with with the capacity we're looking at having to work within, we're going to hit that pretty quick. Which, fun fact, I did talk to the owner of the plant today a little bit, and they are uh, extremely excited about the run and um, looking looking to try to meet what we can. The more more proactive we can be on our side, the better off we'll be as a whole for everybody. Yeah. yeah, Producers, plant, us, all of it. Yeah, well, and that's, I mean, that's the whole
0: model behind Singular. It's just, it's a team, you know, it's building a team, a group. Um, I mean, just within the last couple, last two weeks, uh, man, we've had conversations <clears throat> between a bunch of growers who have, you know, to, it taught me something you know i've learned a lot of things i've talked to a couple of you know more local guys both the joes and randall and uh, you know jacob nebraska et cetera. you know guys are just like I never knew that or i never thought of that it's you know it's, it's 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 the meeting of the minds where you know there's someone out there doing pretty much everything um and a lot of things we had no idea were being done or were possible to do it's like, dude, I didn't even, you know, like Kyle, that dude, that dude's next level, man. Like, like what on earth? How do you, you know, how do you think of some of these things? And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's captivating. It's fascinating, but it's like, I couldn't, I couldn't have, you know, I couldn't have smoked enough weed in the most random <laughs> times to possibly thought of some of those things.
1: I don't smoke Because he's... <laughs> because he's not an irrigated farmer that's why that's right i I can definitely speak for all irrigated farmers we ain't got time to think about that much stuff it's like
0: justin today if justin's not listening he never listens to anything but uh (laughs) he is like he sent me a snapchat tonight and he's like oh yeah corn is just watering corn it's
1: It's like (laughs) what man (laughs) anyway (laughs) Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's stressing this year. He's been irrigating like I typically do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of oh. funny to see things change. Uh
0: suckering on corn plants. Suckering on corn oh. plants. Suckers. I've Suckers. Had, had the Pillars. first question/conversation tonight. Uh it was with a, one of the Joes. We have a bunch of Joes. But you know who you are about he's got corn that's suckering Um, corn that's probably 17 to 20,000 pops somewhere in there. Um, Anyway, can you talk about suckering? Because I didn't even know it could happen. Like, I've never even seen it here. Can you go into discussion a little bit about that? Because it happens a ton out there. It does,
1: typically. (laughs) So you said Joe? Mm hmm. With an ass, yes. Okay, did he?
0: <laughs> what population? I I think seventeen to twenty. Okay. Um, but he said he said it in thin areas. It's happening, and in regular stand areas, it's happening. I mean, he hasn't seen it in that hybrid much before.
1: Yeah. So so definitely genetics tend to play a fair amount in that um the other factor that i've seen push tillers or suckers hard is front load in Hmm. um too much nitrogen up front will allow that plant to essentially just go ape you know insane yeah yeah (laughs) ape crap (laughs) Uh nice catch yeah yeah go insane on it but um You know, essentially what a plant's doing is it's got so much in, and I don't know if this is a response to build essentially external fuel tanks Hmm. to store this excess nitrogen or what the heck it's attempting to do with this, because I've seen even 50,000 popcorn sucker or tiller on 20s clear up to to waist high. I mean, still shooting suckers, and it cannibalizes them all, and I don't really know... Like I said, if it's attempting to store the nitrogen or what really it's attempting to do. But that typically is one of the first signs I see. Now, just flat out thin in good conditions will promote it. Um, yeah, because he didn't front load. We I, we got him steered clear
0: of that one. I, th- okay. I, well, I want to say he put 60 pounds in on and of anhydrous in the strip till the spring.
1: Well, the other thing is, is you guys aren't hot. We're not hot like we typically are. Right. And um, that's allowing things to kind of progress at a more controlled rate. We don't have this rapid explosion on the primary stem that we typically see. So I don't know if that's additional because I have seen that also wetter, cooler years. We see more suckers than years that are hot. And we right have been end. exceptionally cool and
0: pretty wet.
1: Yeah, it's been ideal. And yeah. so those plants are happy.
0: Mm. Um, do you will those suckers become something? You
1: think? I've seen it, but I'm seeing it. No, oh, well, if he's in the 17 range, possibly. Okay. I mean, you seen it last year? Yeah, that was last yeah. year. Right? You came out. Yeah, we seen suckers yep. on that one field that went ahead and still had ears. Yeah, four. We did. See, yeah, we see that on dryland corn out here a fair amount because we drop in the mid teens. Um, you'll see two or three. St- main stalks, or you know a main stalk and then two tillers that'll come out or suckers that'll come out and actually put an ear on that's not uncommon mm. um is it ideal no them suckers don't make nice ears not even close they're usually zipper ears at best for sure beer can ears um they're not that productive another plant would benefit but you can't plan for that all the time ahead of time, planting a thicker to ensure that that doesn't happen. But um, your really tough workhorse hybrids tend to do that more as well. Mm-hmm. Race horses tend to not sucker. Interesting. We, we plant a lot of those around here. The, the workhorse? Yeah. Yeah. They flex. Uh, you know, that we talk flex, you know, within. Ear length, ear girth, kernel depth, and then the other one is tends to be on how much that plant will attempt to sucker or tiller. Sure. So they can flex out and make some more stock. But, um, yeah, that's a little bit of it. I don't think it's not something to be concerned about. Um, Mainly on your immobiles would be your most um, detrimental use of that your mobiles like nitrogen and stuff are going to reallocate up the main stock um boron and all those are going to kind of be a loss but um hopefully they won't hang on just crazy long and if they do hopefully they produce but uh i wouldn't hold my breath
0: okay well joe discredit everything i told you before that was encouraging uh it's, it's usually draft.
1: a sign of a happy plant. That's encouraging. <laughs> that, is,
0: that is encouraging. He took over this ground this year, and he's got a tremendous amount of work to it because the farmer that had it before. Um, he sucked. I'm just going to say it. So I have nothing to lose by saying that. Uh, anyway, but Joe's going to – he's he's on a good track to fix it. He really is. Um, okay, so that's sucking good. corn, foliar. Uh, when if you could make one foliar application on corn, when would it be? Only one, only
1: one V5, V6. So, right now, mm hmm. Hey, okay. all right, that's well, that's the easiest to get enough phosphorus and potassium in early to beat your nitrogen and your chlorides. Um, it's also the easiest to do and get good coverage. Yeah, um, You have lots of foliage to actually coat, mm-hmm. um, you know, too much earlier than that. Uh, you're spraying a lot on the dirt. You're spraying a
0: lot of soil. Yeah. yeah. And then you spray a lot later and you, you, you're hitting a lot of plants with the sprayer, um, you know and it works i mean it can you know there are guys that shoot man they're wide dropping corn at freaking tassel but uh with a high clearance rig but it does and but we talked you, about
1: oh, go ahead well the most in the most detrimental i think that happens the most yield is that you don't get enough phosphorus and potassium early enough you just fill up with too much nitrogen and chloride yeah. and probably chloride more than most just for the fact that nobody can really control the salt. You got what you mm-hmm. got. And particularly if you're an irrigated farmer, then you're kind of just yeah, you got what you got and you're screwed on the rest. Humic. Um humic. But uh um getting more potassium and phosphorus in early I think is is a big game changer mm-hmm. if you can get it done. Um but that's why I like that. That's my typical spot V4 as well. It's just the more full it just seems to be you got so much better coverage sure. a little bit later. Those
0: leaves are opening up, starting to broaden, mm-hmm. um, catch a lot of spray. So we talked the other day about the contest corn and I plan on running that tomorrow. Uh going to run kelp uh mainly mainly kelp fulvic and 94515 and I'm going to run it if weather allows once a week until I really can't run a sprayer through it very easily anymore. We're just going to pack that plant full of fos and um, micros, potassium. You know, because in the nine forty five fifteen, there's little nitrogen, a lot of fos, potassium, zinc, manganese, boron. Uh, I can't remember get some copper and some other things in there. Yeah, I can't remember. Is there sulfur in that one? I don't. remember. Oh, I don't I can't remember. remember yeah, I don't remember off the top of my head. It's 10.30 at night. Um, anyway, I got like 14 pallets of it within, you know, a little kid's rock throw away from me. But uh, screw it. I'm going to go look. Hang on. I got a pallet. Except so if you're
1: going to the back of the shop. Don't do no, that. No, I'm not
0: going to the back of the shop. It's in the lean, too. Oh, uh, gotcha. So want, let's see. Okay. Potassium, phosphorus, phosphate. Uh, potash, uh, boron, copper, manganese. That label's covered up. Iron, moly, and zinc. So yep. anyway, you know, pretty pretty fantastic load. Um, I'm gonna get back in the truck <laughs> into my soaking wet seat. Okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna just just and not not like a lot. We're not talking lots of mouths because that's the number one thing farmers tend to do is just put too much on. You know, it's like, well, I'm going across the field. If, if two's good, four's better. If four's great. You know, eight's the best. Um, you know, we talk a lot about balancing. We talk a lot about keeping things in proportions of where they need to be. And, and and well, in the last podcast, we talked about how often we're the problem and we are getting in the way of a successful plant or Getting the way of a plant being successful, trying to cause success when oftentimes we're actually the issue. Uh, right. Keeping the whole that plant.
1: Sometimes when you don't know what to do, it's better to do nothing. Yes. Um, now I'll take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> right. Some
0: guys might take it too seriously. There serious. are some guys <laughs> that do nothing, and that's, that's not good, but it's a balanced approach. Right. Um, anyway, so that's, you know, Folier. If you, okay, if you could make, if you could only make two passes, you do want it V4 to V6. Then would your next one be right at tassel?
1: Oh, I'd like to see it either right before or blister. Right. Blister. after you... Yeah, probably R2. That's okay. Right. Um, don't
0: oh this is something i need I, extreme exclamation marks blaring signals do not run it during pollination i don't like
1: to yeah i know some I mean, people you might be really able to get away
0: with it, it but that's something that ben taught me early on when it's pollinating you leave, it, alone. Off. Just just leave it off just leave it alone yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. if you're running anything with hormone that that can you know mess with hormones.
1: Oh, dude, I did that. <laughs> this is how I know. Uh, so me and actually I know Kevin Cal did the same thing. Um, <clears throat> Loveland product, well, I think it's Radiate. Yes, it is Radiate. Radiate. Okay, says so gib, gibberellic acid, and some other things in it. Um, but it's basically a hormone pack. Mm-hmm. Um we had the idea was I'm trying to like you said it's ten thirty at night i can't even think of what it is right at the moment essentially i wanted to kick a bunch of hormones into the plant to try to force it to fill more grain well it definitely did not do that um as soon as i got done it kicked out about a four inch tip back oh which it still yielded fine i mean we still had 270 bushel corn but not compared to what it was well talking with kevin and them about it and he same thing same product same idea same time same exact results so i learned pretty quick don't do it i don't care what it is just that thing seems to be in a rhythm at that point and messing with the system at all just seems to be kind of detrimental sure you don't get to go back and redo it no corn we can not play with a little right we can play with a little more you know, beans or something that's got a stretched out reproductive cycle, but not corn. Don't do that. It totally screw it up, and it's done. Right. But uh, now Loveland come out with a new version that is labeled for tassel run, but I still would steer clear. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> It, uh, yeah, stay away from that. All right. I'm trying to think of anything
0: else, questions that guys have asked us that might uh, help guys right now that are thinking about whether it's for almost everyone's thinking fertility. Uh, I saw a post today, a guy made of singulated twenty five thousand actually Joe sent it to me, Joe H and. Uh, he sent me a singulated 25,000 beans. Dude, it was it was beautiful. And it was singulated on point, man. It was freaking perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, man. I'm excited to see what that becomes. I mean, it's going to tear the piss out of his sickles on his header, I know. But, uh, you know, get, uh, I can't imagine how thick those thick. stalks are going to be.
1: I've cut some pretty thick bean stalks. I've done 20. And it did do that. Made some big old... Uh, They're probably about an inch. They snip pretty nice still. Yeah. Dang. But, Dang. Hey. Yeah. Is this thing going to kill us here in about a minute? I don't know.
0: I'm going guess... to guess...
1: Stop it and re- send it out because I want to talk about adaptability. Okay. Like, let's, like stop let's and it... send me another link.
0: Okay. Gotcha. I will do that.
1: And then I want to talk about adaptability real quick.
0: Okay. Let me close this.
1: Okay. There you are. All right. Yep. Okay. Uh. Okay, adaptability. Um, yes, adaptability. Yeah, adaptability. So one thing I want to talk about, I had, we've had a lot of guys running into issues and some things don't go to plan, which...
0: You Welcome know, that, to farming.
1: Exactly. <laughs> Doesn't ever go to plan. So a lot of guys get stuck. And you sit there and okay, what do you do? This is a plan, blah, blah, blah. Well, part of the reason we formulate or do things the way we do is the fact that things can be changed. Nothing's you know, nothing's set in stone. And and it fits in multiple areas. That's that's the goal. Anything we go ahead and send out, that's the idea. But um the main thing that I always tell guys don't get stuck. Cause that was a plan. You're going to have to make a call. So if you got weeds coming in, your corn's too small, you want to run foliar, but your weeds are taking over. You're just going to have to ditch the foliar and go ahead and spray it. Get the weeds knocked out and then come back. That's just the way you got to adapt. You um, guys
0: don't guys like, man, that's another pass in a sprayer. Yep.
1: Yeah, but that's farming. That's
0: far. Yeah, that's right. And, that's farming.
1: Yeah. So sometimes it doesn't work out, you know, and, and that doesn't, you know, what you want to do. The other is, you know, people learn through the winter and I'm going to run this and boron and moly and, and manganese and zinc and all these other, you know, add, adding in products and, you know, raw things that'll help. And I'm not going to argue that they don't help. What I am going to argue, though, is that not to forget what main thing is. That plant wants to produce seeds. It's going to make babies, period. That's all that thing wants to do. Yeah. And if anything's going to keep it from doing it, it's you. And in um, Yeah, and drought. <laughs> so, so it's like don't don't beat yourself up to get all these things in there to make it happen. Because in the end, you know, the main thing I'm going to preach is biology is still going to be king. Mm -hmm. obviously nitrogen and things are going to fall into that same lineup. But if you really want to produce yield and not have to fight, um, you know, fight your way to get things in, uh, focus on biology and then work your way back from there. Yeah. What's hailing? Fun. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, yeah. Biology is king nitrogen is going to be close to that because we just don't supply enough. Otherwise, um, you know, and your macros, which most of that has already been addressed, but, uh, if you can't get your zinc, you can't get, you know, boron, manganese, things like that. uh, Don't beat yourself up. It's not going to wreck the crop. Some years it's more than others, but there's really no way to know. So don't freeze. The only decision that is a wrong decision is this decision to freeze and not make calls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and guys lay out a, quote, perfect game plan and very seldom does a perfect plan ever take place. You get rained out. It gets hot uh, and doesn't rain. You know, you have a late planting. You got problems with the sprayer. Your guy that drives your semi-trailer doesn't bring you water. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, <laughs> the point of jab at my semi driver. But uh, are you there, Ben? We might have lost Ben, people. Ben. How about now? Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Welcome back.
1: Yeah, the storm. Hi, welcome back
0: <laughs> um, hey, We don't have any we don't have any sponsors so normally that would be your typically sponsored section of the podcast <laughs> but, uh, no we just we just lost Ben but Ben's back.
1: yeah it it's starting to storm like crazy. that's what's going on. Oh nice uh, yeah yeah so. Well, oh, I, I worked my carpet out, though. At least I got that out today.
0: You worked your carpet?
1: Oh, <laughs> right! <laughs> Sorry. It's at
0: night. Uh, Weeds. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, for those... I know most people have been tracking, but uh, we've been, like, stupid dry all season. like All
0: season? Right. Like, all couple of years?
1: Yeah, yeah. But since, like, October to basically May... 10th i don't think we received we didn't receive anything more than maybe like 20 hundreds through that whole period yeah and those of you that get dry understand that when you are drying 20 hundreds might as well be nothing because it doesn't go anywhere yeah it just evaporates off so but we went through all this and we were fighting blowing dirt um i mean we were begging weeds to grow to keep ground from from blowing this is a true fact (laughs) like (laughs) remember josh called you out one day what are you doing at a strip in a field with a and bar? And, well, what are you doing that for? Well, you can't blow rocks. <laughs> Essentially. You're the literally trying
0: to pull up chunks
1: uh-huh. because
0: chunks don't blow. Chunks will catch, you know, dust and dirt. Yes. That's right. And then and it stops blowing. Right. And I couldn't wrap my head around the fact that working ground will keep dirt from blowing mm-hmm you know, but well it
1: depends on what you got going but yeah a lot of them yeah um it definitely uh, <laughs> it definitely was a nightmare so we were tearing mm-hmm. chunks out i had fields going into first of may that were going to sorghum particularly sorghum silage that uh i left super rough with ripper marks through it on purpose so it would you know you know furrows i don't care how fine that dirt is furrows don't typically blow either It's just, there's, you can't get the action going. It's down, down up and it falls into the bottom of the bed. This was the epitome of adaptability. Yeah. 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 So we come back and we get rain and it's raining and it's raining and it's raining. And and these weeds start coming on and we had what, two and a half weeks here of basically rain every other day to every third day. Yeah. And I got more in one rain than he did in two years combined pretty much this yep. last go yep and yeah the uh kosha come in some guys don't know what kosha is but basically it's a, an infestation about on the same level as pigweeds or palmer solid carpet about 18 inches tall so i didn't have to plant my cover crop this year it uh <laughs> planted itself it planted itself so i had some you know i had some Brassicas in there. I had some, you know, aggressive tap roots. I even had volunteer beans from three years ago. That's how dry it's been. I didn't even got those beans. Wow. Um, They came up. We had some Milo up. So we had grasses, lagoons and brassicas all in there. (laughs) You know, been seeded for the last, I don't know, 25 years. Right.
0: (laughs) Talk about progressive farming a long time uh ago.
1: Yep. So we had to, uh, we had to had to work it because it's, you know, freaking furrowed under there because we left it rougher and crap because of the ripper shanks. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had to work it. I got it knocked down today, and in the end, now it's raining. Mm-hmm. It's pouring out there right now. So, you think
0: it'll come back?
1: Oh yeah, but at least it's retarded now. <laughs> it slowed it down.
0: <laughs> he so, did.
1: Ben used that word this morning. At least it's retarded. It's easier to kill a <laughs> retarded plant later. <laughs> Retarded plants grow slower.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's going on a shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh.
1: Oh. So, oh, shoot. But yeah, we got it uh, knocked down. But uh, yeah, so now we're, it's raining where you've ordered. My shop is sitting full of sorghums. So sedan, grass, uh, sorghum silage, just grain sorghum. And the stuff's flying off the shelves. We do sell seed out here, mm-hmm. um, Milo seed. But uh, um, it's flying out the door. We're looking at increasing our Milo acreage by about, I don't know, 500% yeah. now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we're We're destroying wheat that's coming out at like two bushel appraisals, destroying that. And that's all going back to Milo and sorghum silage and things like that. So, yeah, we're just cooking along adapting that's adapting right there that is adapting. the whole farm's planted
0: i have i have never seen a farming operation that is more adaptable than a western dry land or irrigated farm um i mean out here you know in uh, you know east nebraska uh i states missouri etc where it rains you know consistently where dry land crops will raise a good crop uh it's the same thing it's just corn and beans and maybe some wheat and just repeat
1: it's like yeah you, you know what you're gonna do yeah and that, man when we started all this i always heard and back when we were running this other company um eastern farmer western farmer you hear this a lot in the grain side like the the actual elevators and stuff yeah and um (laughs) i never could figure that out 100 percent, eastern farmers are more proactive than western farmers i will completely swear to that yeah but the reason why is because just like this we weren't gonna plant any dry land and we were pulling our acreage on irrigated back and gonna actually fallow irrigated because we can't water at all and we're changing all this to now we're planting the whole freaking farm everything everything in a matter of two weeks and that's you know, a matter of just a slew of rains back to back to back that now we actually have the ability to do it. So that's it. That's the reason Western farmers are not as proactive because you really can't make a decision to last second. Yeah. Plus when you're chasing pivots all day, home, my irrigation homies out there would totally get this. If you're chasing pivots all day, the last thing you give a crap about is what you're going to do in two weeks. <laughs> it's like if the stupid pivot is broke down tonight, I'm going to hook a chain on it and drag that thing to the ground and call the insurance company and say it fell down. <laughs> <laughs> free,
0: free advice. You didn't pay for that. There That's you go. That's exactly right. That's right. Singular agronomics bringing you everything you didn't know you could do. <laughs> now, yeah. we do not recommend this, nor no. do, you know, do we do not recommend this uh, or in
1: any way, shape, or form. But... <laughs> Yeah, I've had that many days. If that pivot is stopped when I get there. <laughs> Two weeks ago, dude. Two weeks
0: ago, that one pivot. Oh, my gosh. He was so mad. He was, was so
1: mad. I was up there. We were doing singular stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, you were up uh, here. And, yeah, we just could not keep that stupid thing running. And I had guys watching it, and it just – every day. We sent we, – I spent six grand trying to keep that machine running between – pivot companies and motors and contactors and all sorts of stuff so guys that work on pivots know what i'm talking about but you know it's all it's an electric pivot and uh you know just a motor drive motors and things like that but we put six motors on it uh panel contactors about half the contactors down the machine before they finally got it to run the stupid thing would run for about 10 minutes and then quit running and then fry a bunch of motors, but it did that for like ten days. But yeah, it cost me about five grand to get it running again. Oh my! And I was super ticked. And yeah, and the funny thing is, it's is a twenty seventeen model, so it's a pretty new machine too. Has it been running good since?
0: Well, I guess you haven't known. Yeah, no it's been, been running since.
1: Yeah, but I ran it around and around and around, putting okay. some pre water down before it started raining, and right. But yeah, yeah. That, that was one of them deals. I don't know. They won't believe the thing rusted to the ground. So if I chained on it and jerked the span down, they're not going to believe that. So, <laughs> I, I've contemplated. I am not above contemplating doing things like that. Doing things like I that. I haven't That's done right. it. Let me put that out there. I hadn't done it, but I've thought about it. <laughs> so, That's right.
0: We're just going to send a Wrecking Ball out there with a tractor blindfolded. <laughs>
1: right. right. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I was told it doesn't take a lot of umph if you pull on the end tower lengthways to collapse that whole machine. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we had a, there's one pivot in our county, and uh, it got hit by that tornado that came through, flipped half the pivot over upside down.
1: Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Once anyway. they go over, they're kind of it bends it, about everything on them.
0: It's a chain re- It's like
1: dominoes, man. It's just like dunk, 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 Pretty much, pretty much. So. <laughs> i've seen some wild things with tornadoes <laughs> i had actually it was that machine that 17 model that we have been having issues with mm-hmm. there's f- five of them together there and it got three of the five totaled and the fourth one in that bunch it just flipped it but it was repairable and the fifth one never flipped and <laughs> um it ripped it ripped the pivot clear off the pad now My pivot guys know, but those pads are, they're drilled into the ground about seven feet on each corner. I mean, it's a heck of a chunk of concrete. It broke and pulled one of those out. Oh my gosh. So it tore the pad about half out of the ground before the pivot bolt finally broke off the other three. And then it flipped the thing off or whatever, but did all this ripped out this pivot tank that was sitting there, just a flat bottom tank that we had a, maybe 50 gallons of fertilizer in. So not a lot did all that. And then yet on the corner of the slab, my injection pump, that's just sitting there that probably weighs 30 pounds, just sitting there, it ripped the hose off that was connected. To the tank ripped it off. Plus the one going into the pivot, ripped that one off too. And just. Pulled it off the barb and the stupid pump still sitting on the pad. It tore the whole machine clear off of there. Yeah, ripped the machine and half the pad out of the ground, but the little baby pump still sitting there. (laughs) Right? About where it was. So I've seen some wild
0: things. So we've got, we've got some people know about Pretzer's Barn in a Tree. Uh, It's where the contest field is this year. And we had a barn. Uh, probably it was a 30 by 40, maybe 10, probably 10 foot walls and um, 12 probably 12 foot to the peak of the ceiling. You know, you put a you put a baler in it, uh, swather rake. Um, you could you could back a corn header on a trailer in just just some random you know junk stock trailers, uh, goosenecks, just just the right size for that kind of junk. Um, anyway, this building we bought this farm. It had this building on it. It was an older building, but metal building still in great shape. We had this tornado come through. My brother was living at the cabin, which is just down by the Creek. And Samantha and my wife and I were on a date and I, I was sitting there watching radar on the date. Like every good farmer does. And my, my brother calls me and he's like, dude, we just had a tornado come through. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man. And I'm like, you're saying our cabin is on stilts. So this is, you know, not the most ideal place for a guy to be. But him and his best friend Mayo were in there. We call him Mayo because he's pasty, white, and slow. And <laughs> so him and Mayo were in the cabin. And uh, Levi was like, or Mayo was like, what do we do? Because they were sitting there watching a movie. And all of a sudden, all the leaves on the ground started to lift up in the air and spin around the windows. And Levi was like, "Bro, we are effed." And so, Mayo was <laughs> like, "What do we do?" And he was like, "Grab a deer mouse." So Levi grabbed Megatron. His it's his two oh four non typical. He shot with his bow, and uh, anyway, dove into the bathroom. And Mayo dives into the bathroom, hits hits his leg on the rocking chair, and he's like laying there on the ground. You know, he's like, we call him Mayo because he's white and pasty and slow. <laughs> And uh, anyway, Levi, like, just grabs him and pulls him into the bathroom and kicks the door shut. And it did not tear the cabin up. It knocked an oak tree over, probably a six-foot oak tree. And it landed. Three parts of this tree landed on either side of his pickup within two feet of it. And it didn't touch the pickup. But um, Tornado went to the northeast um, and hit that barn picked the barn up, upside down, and set it into the top of this gigantic maple tree. And it's it's still there to this day. Yeah. I mean, it's been in all the major newspapers in the United States. Um, it, it is literally a barn turned upside down in a tree. Now the tree's growing through it. And pe- we've, we've pondered, man, how do we get that thing out of there? How do we tear it down? We've had people ask us, please leave this, because this is incredible. I've never seen a barn a tree. You know, and I'm like, well, I, you know, I'm sorry, or I'm happy to have helped you achieve that bucket list goal of always wanting to see a barn and a tree, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but, and, and, and so it, we, I had a, a, a sunflower land finisher sitting just outside on the world's largest, or I should say smallest piece of junk jack on planet earth held together with this little tiny bolt, little tiny bolt. You know, you go to unhook an implement and you can't, you got the jack, but you can't, maybe the pin got lost or, you know, whatever. And so I found this little tiny bolt and I put through the pinhole and it's barely holding this machine, this, this, the tongue up. The tornado took that implement, turned it a full 180 and set it down. And did not knock it off the the tongue off the jack. It literally picked the sunflower finisher up, rotated it 180 degrees, and set it down on the ground. And the only like I drove by and I'm like, that's not how I parked that thing. I parked (laughs) that thing facing south. Anyway, and sure enough, you could still see the where the jack had settled into the ground a little bit on the opposite end was where the drag hero was now. But uh, anyway that was pretty weird. Yeah, that's
1: my tornado story. I gotta, I'm going to make this a super short one since okay. we're telling stories, but a, a guy told me once I, – I can't remember if a guy told me or if I read this, but that there was a house and a tornado come through and, and essentially demolished the entire house, and it's just the walls and stuff. But in the living room – or not the living room, the dining room, it didn't knock the table off. And on the table was sitting a bowl that they had sugar in, and it sucked all the sugar out of the bowl. But the bowl stayed exactly where it was, and the table was, too. And nothing else was touched around that, but the house was destroyed. Wow. Dude, tornadoes are so <laughs> I mean, they'll send wheat straw into trees,
0: like oh, like, yeah, an arrow, like an arrow, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like a tree becomes a dartboard of wheat straw. Yep. But, uh, yep. oh, my word. <laughs> So, but wild stuff. Anything else farming wise? So, guys, this is a this like I said that we're we on my phone that is recording this phone call and putting it on Anchor, which is the site that we use to do our podcast recording on. So the the audio might suck on this. Um, We apologize, but it's we just wanted to get something out there to connect to you guys. Let you know we're almost dead, but not quite.
1: And <laughs> we almost died, but did we
0: almost died twice. Yeah, and, it, uh, it was a
1: wild week. I, I had an emergency flight into Orlando to work on some projects. And yeah, I just we were supposed to podcast and it didn't happen. And just kind of how it worked. That's kind of so. how it worked. We got oh, we hired a new office gal. We did.
0: Yes. So Shelby, uh she's great. Joe's wife. Um, she, wa- she was able to come on and she's been uh great to work with. I work with her. I mean, that's that's I'm C. What what am I? COO, Chief Operations Officer. I never really had a title like that before, other than biggest pain in the butt. Um, and so I'm working, one, but we'll go with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> go hear the other one come to the field day. Yeah. So, we uh anyway shelby's great she's in the accounting and ordering department so if you know invoices this and that shipping or not necessarily shipping that's Susie's side but uh, yeah yep. the one that you'll do most of the contacting with in regards to billing invoicing or placing yeah, an you order can here, you, can place, you, you can place an order with ben and i but uh in somewhere in the process you probably will talk to shelby but um uh, so yeah good stuff um uh oh dude the hype
1: about biobuilder it it's been <laughs> justin <life>. called me <laughs> that's a big deal so it is a justin big deal is, justin. justin is one of our guys that he works with us close you know he's a part kind of I, I don't even know how to put him at this moment but uh, he's a he's kind of like yeah kind of but he's not he's not convinced and right. uh, we we finally talked to him in the trying. He's he, an old he guy, joins, guy, right? He's in his forties. Yep. Ancient. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I know there's a bunch of guys on here that are way older. <laughs> in their 40s We're <laughs> gonna kick my uh, ass, but that's okay. okay. <laughs> um. But yeah, he he came on because of the how cheaper, how much cheaper we could get his other stuff. That's why he started with Singular. Not because of the biobuilders or all these other things, these new tech. Not necessarily new tech, but more creative or out-of-this-box thinking tech that we do mess with. But uh, he uh, um, called me yesterday, right? The day before. Yes. Yeah, was his huge About his crop scout had one, and he's like, he never meets with me ever. He just drops, throws the forms on the shop table and leaves. And he'll call him about it, but never wants to meet him about it. He wanted to meet him and said that, you know, I want to know what you did to the, this circle. And uh, he's like, why? What's wrong with it? And he's like, I just want to know what you did. And he's like, well, I'm not going to tell you right now until you tell me what's wrong with it. And he's like, that is the best looking corn I have ever seen on your farm on any field you've got. Wow, and he's man. running some of this stuff. And uh, so that was a turning point for him, but his agronomist um he's very old school so to hear them both get excited was kind of a okay we're not insane (laughs) right right like we hear we've been hearing a lot of bang out of a lot of guys but they already believe in it but to have a have somebody who's a you know a critic essentially without being a full board critic come in and say that holy crap that stuff worked like really well so but yeah, now he told me yesterday they're gonna run their entire farm in that next year. It's that good. Yeah, and then, you know, I kind of had yeah. that this whole I know, I knew you
0: thing, but it but, takes time. And yeah, you know, that's right.
1: it, I was talking to Jake about
0: this today. Um it's it's like everybody it's it's, it's, it's very and, and we don't tell anyone that you know, dude. Don't run all your acres. Run run some acres. You know, we're I mean, we're farmers, too. I don't plant the same hybrid on all my acres. Um, you know, granted, there's one that I'm freaking tempted to next year. But, uh, you know, it, it's 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 kind of diversification. It's learning. It's it's steps in the right direction. Adaptability. Uh, adap- <laughs> that's exactly what it is. It's adaptability because, you know, it for 80 percent of the guys, it may work great, but tweak it for your operation. Um, we made it and and dude, oftentimes it's we've pulled something. Um, you know, it's like, you know, this guy is high in this. This right here is a waste of money for you. You don't need that. Um, you know, this is five bucks an acre, but you're low excuse me, you're low on this and this is a buck fifty. You know, let's put that in. The guys are like, Well, I'm saving money. It's like, Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. You know, we got families to feed here too. We got, this is, you know, we're all in this together, but uh, it's, it's been fun. Lots of root digs. It's been, it's made me just stoked how many guys are carrying a shovel to a field this year Uh, and just digging up a plant and looking, you know, do we have, what's our roots look like? What does, um, what's our crown formation like? What's our, what's the angle of roots looking like? How many root hairs do we have? Uh, you know, dig a big hole, big, a big uh area around that plant and get as much as you can. Spend some time digging, you know, a good, healthy plant out of the ground and then wash it gently. You know, take a put it on like the the, your your garden sprayer, your you know, your garden watering head, put it on the shower mode. And it's take a little bit to get all that dirt off, but. It's truly amazing when you take some time to clean roots off properly, how much you learn. It's just like, oh my God. Otherwise, you you rip a lot of hairs off, you rip a lot of roots out. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. It it's quite the process. About, just right. Yeah. So, anyway, but that's, yeah, we were only going to do like a 20 minute podcast, and here we are going to be, we're going to be a 50 minute podcast tonight. Mm
1: hmm. <laughs> but, you know, it is, is still raining. It is. i made my kids a deal when i got on here it's like hey they want to stay up and it's like i'll make you a deal you can stay up and i'm gonna go out on the deck which that didn't last but i'm gonna go out and do this you know this call and uh, if nobody comes and bugs me you can stay up the entire time that i'm on the call and if one person asks a question, comes and asks me a question, you're all going to bed. And I have not had one yet. Not one. Yeah, <laughs> one get
0: one gets up to come ask you a question. That kid gets, like, freaking crucified on the wall. <laughs> you know, it's going to be you five against one immediately.
1: Right. You know how that is. I get on the phone with you, and here they all come. they got a That's gazillion got every questions. every
0: single one of them. Yeah, little man's got to, right, right, you know, do her thing. Wrecking
1: Ball's got to crash something. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. There's somebody screaming and everything. It's been quiet. It's been quiet and nobody's asked a question. Yeah. So, it's like, man, is Ben's kids alive? <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. And, you know, I really thought when this storm really kicked in, especially when it started hailing, because they could really hear it pelting the roof, yes. um, that they would come running in here because that they, Freya in particular, she does not like thunderstorms. And I'm surprised they didn't see her. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. want to stay
0: up. They sure did. Yeah. So, but yeah, um, fully we're aways from foliar on beans. Like, like we'll cover, well, there, we'll cover that in a podcast before, before it's time to do it. But corn, there's a lot of that V4 to V6, V7 corn. Um, you can pack a lot of nutrition and now it's not too late. You can, you can continue to run nutrition. I wouldn't say there's a bad, on nutrition, except during pollination, and that may not be necessarily a bad thing. But you know, I try to straddle it—go before, go after. Um, you know, and and I the contest stuff I'm running a lot on. You know, we're really pushing um, Andy, my crop scout. He thinks that the 107 back in that—it's early, but this this has the this has what it the looks of over 250. Um, he is he is very he's a skeptic too. I mean he's he is not he does not sugarcoat things and he's like man he's becoming a believer in the BioBuilder system. You know the singular system of you know boosting biology, tr- giving the plant what the plant needs, uh, spoon feeding more instead of mass uh, overdosing. And he's like he is excited. He is excited. He is very excited about Joe. Uh, H's um lower river bottom as well every week he's like back and forth of who's got the better looking corn it doesn't really <laughs> matter because it's easy both of us have the same hybrid the same fer- fertility program i mean You're literally right. to a t and uh anyway joe got a foliar pass on last week i'm gonna get mine on this week but uh yeah yeah interesting yeah, it's- interesting note and this is just you know i don't know we're gonna be looking into this he had it top dressed his and mine was top dressed within 24 hours of each other um i had a little bit of burn from the urea we did put a stabilizer on we did not put um agritain on it was a little safer one we put that on um and he sprayed a foliar of of fungi of no excuse me um fulvic nine forty five fifteen and some roundup because he had some johnson grass and wherever he sprayed that he did not have any burn from uh from the urea i mean it's a carbon
1: but did he run that dry on that one didn't he yes he he did run dry
0: he ran dry we both ran dry and then he made that foliar pass
1: like two hours later yeah yeah well you know and i kind of wondered we're going to run out of time again. I know we are. I, I'm going to talk about it next time. We're going to re- continue this. Next yes, time.
0: we will. Yeah, we'll look into this. We'll continue it next time. But uh, we're on social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Singular Agronomics. Uh, hit us up. Our emails are in the description. Uh, appreciate you guys. Uh, if you know, we we got a lot going on, got a lot, a lot of exciting
1: things. Um, but, yeah, it's an exciting time. Anything else, Ben? Uh, we will record next week. So yes. we will not miss next week.
0: Right. I can only unless say we, that unless, we we unless we almost die.
1: Unless we almost die. Right. Which is high probability. Or actually do. You never. Or do. actually die. Yeah. Then you yeah.
0: guys are screwed. There's no field day. And we hope your crops <laughs> do <two> fine. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Awesome. All right. right. I'm, we're going to close this out. I'm going to go hop in the, on the laptop and edit this, throw it up. And, uh, I Have a bunch of happy campers because they finally have some, they they want to listen to us. What a thing. It's like, fine, guys. Everybody has talk. Nothing else to do. I know. So, anyway.
1: All right. Check it. We'll catch you guys later. All right. And talk to everybody later. See you.